Welcome to the podcast. Four regular Joes. Well, we gather round on this night to share some stories while you catch your flight. Show that you're short, it's not too long, it's perfect for your morning run. Or if you're on the yard, or if you're inside your car, and I just hope that wherever you are, you'll be a part of our chance conversation. Welcome to uh, Chance Conversation. What episode is this? This is going to be episode 22. Episode 22. We've already started by uh, demoralizing Billy, and uh, he's in quite a depressed state now. <laughs> but uh, I will be your somewhat host today, uh, Joey. Uh, we got Rob. Hey! We've got Russ. Hello. And we got Billy. Hey, Billy. Say hi, everybody. Hey. <laughs> And uh, y'all all know the way this works. We're gonna roll three die to get our three topics. Let me, let me, let me find them. It's been a minute for me to be a part of the podcast. Me and Rob have been uh, a wall for a little bit. All right, let's do this. We got two, four, and five. So we got updates, wild cards, and headlines. I don't know on updates. Yes, yes, yes! <laughs> I don't Sorry, know. our producer is very... Our producer, Nicholas, is very upset at our die roll. He thinks that updates needs to be replaced with uh, geek culture. Yeah, uh, I don't... I would do that. Do geek culture? Yeah. yeah hey, if, I just, I'm just listening to the producer. He was very upset. We all heard him. You heard him. And you generally can't saying, hear anything from Nicholas, are you upset? It's no you. <laughs> it's no use. No use. There you have it. All right. All right. All right. Well, as uh, we're gonna guess. we're gonna call this uh, retrograde number two. Yeah, it was, that, it was geek for a long time, correct? No, I, I it is now. It updates now. Well, it used to be geek. Well, and we took away geek because everything else was geek. one change it back to geek. Yeah, let's do for geek. the sake of this, we don't have a lot of updates. It's not like we haven't seen each other in a month. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, went, I don't remember anything we talked besides Mozambique. I can. I got two <laughs> a year and a half ago. Two topics I can contribute to geek. All right, go ahead. When we get there, starts off. Okay, um, as as we've mentioned before, one of the podcasts that Billy and I both listen to is The Nerdist. Yes. Um, and one of the recent episodes was an interview or an episode with Max Brooks, who, if you don't know, number one, Max Brooks is the author of World War Z. Mm. He wrote the book. He did not write the movie. That was very clear. That was very clear in the little interview they did. And he is also Mel Brooks' son, ah. which is kind of interesting in his own right. But uh, the reason I bring it up is he is part of an anthology series that is put forth by Alan Moore. Does anybody know yes, who Alan Moore is? No. Billy, would you share with us who He's Alan Moore is? He's a comic book writer. Swamp Thing, uh, Watchmen. Watchmen, uh, yep. Is part a of lot his, of yeah. really, he's, yeah, he's one of the definitive comic book writers. So they come up with this project um, of anthology uh, stories. And the one that interests me is the one that Max Brooks did. The, his part of the anthology is called A More Perfect Union. And what it is, is it's a, a new interpretation of the old horror movie Them. And if you're not familiar with them, I've seen them. This is I know this has got several layers to it, but trust me, it's going to pay off in the end. Them is a horror type movie about 
giant ants. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, which was made a long time ago before they had, like, the technology to make a really good giant ant movie. Cardboard. So, plastic. <laughs> yeah. Paper shade. So what Max Brooks has done is kind of turn that story on its ear because he thought, and this is in the interview with on the Nerds podcast, so if you want to hear more detail about it, you can go there and listen to it. But he was like, what if that invasion happened before we really had the technology to deal with it? Because if, if giant ants invaded us anytime after, you know, 1940, we've got stuff to deal with giant ants. Yeah. So what he's done is created a story where these giant ants invade the United States, wait for it, in 1863. Hmm, the Civil War, okay. And so what happens, and I haven't, I haven't read, I haven't read the story yet. But from what he described, what happens is the Civil War never happens because these giant ants invade before the Civil War can kick off. Mm-hmm. So the United States kind of bands before together. before it's split, kind of bands together under the direction of the greatest military mind at the time, Robert E. Lee. Who's Robert E. Lee? Hmm. And so they're fighting these giant ants. I'm really interested. I want to go find it. And it's under the anthology is called. Um, hang on, just a second. I was. Uh, well, I tell you, I'm sold. <laughs> I'm buying this as soon as I leave this episode. Uh, yeah, yeah. Robbie was named after Rob, uh, Robert E. Lee. I think his great great grandfather was Robert E. Lee. Oh, that's kind of awesome. I didn't know that. Um, that's awesome, Rob. Why didn't you say that? Send all hate mail to again. I, I want to reiterate this. This particular story is just one part of an anthology series. Mm. The anthology series is called Cinema Purgatorio. Okay. And like I said, it's put that's forth Spanish. by Alan. I'm assuming maybe Italian. Who knows? I'm not a foreign language expert. That's Latin. But it's but. put forth by Alan Moore and Max Brooks. Uh, that's that's why I brought it up, because huh. I know we've got a comic book I, fan. I'm adding I know it we've to got my a history Amazon wish list right now, sir. So, anyway, I thought, Hold on, so is this a book, or is this a comic book? It's a comic book. Mm. <laughs> do you want to stoop that low, bro? Mm. You know, there's no going back. Mm. Well, Rob thinks about that. Um... No, my mind went blank. It's a problem with getting old. Guys. You were on fire there for a second. Now was... you just kind of fizzled out like a little uh, cheap firecracker. Uh, I finished, while well, you're thinking, uh, sure. I finished Preacher, the TV show on AMC that's based off the comic book. Yeah. And never read the comic book, don't know anything about it, but the show was flipping amazing. Was it? It was, it was goofy, violent. Exciting, like it, it, it had all kinds of because Seth Rogen is one of the producers, so you could tell it had a little comedic flair into it, you know. And like, I loved every, I mean, everything about it. It was just a perfect TV show, in my opinion. And like, AMC just rocked it with the cinematography and everything. It was, it was great. Billy finished it too, it was really good. Oh, um, and my second one, <laughs> I kind of had to shoehorn this into Geek because we didn't really. <laughs> roll what I wanted us to roll, and I didn't get it in on the mini. So, um, this is kind of like personal promotion type stuff. Um, I've talked to Billy about this a little bit. Do you know what I'm talking about? Your pants? No, no, okay. Uh, <laughs> this is no, this is kind of geek. Um, but I have started, and I'm not gonna claim that it's great by any means. I have started a YouTube channel. It's not. Where I stream um, me playing Magic Online, 
Uh, that um, is totally geek, dude. Huh. I, 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 no, no, no. I'm going to go ahead and yeah, that's totally geek. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know it's geek, but, you know, anyway. Um, it's also how, self How many views you got? That's a good question, Joey. <laughs> I'm glad you bring that up. Um, again, I'm not, I'm not claiming it's the greatest. And I, I, my goal is to get better over time, both at playing Magic Online and at presenting myself online. But... Um, <laughs> contract with all this go ahead anyway if you have any interest at all and again don't expect me to be i have a I'm lot of questions good. actually I have, I have a lot of questions about this uh okay so so you're putting videos of i'm assuming you just at a table no nope. playing magic no i'm playing magic online okay uh, so there's a game online there's a there's a a client software for magic the gathering that you can play the game online without any physical cards whatsoever. It's the you same know, cards. You think about it. That's kind of beautiful in a way. All these people can come together. Yeah. You know? Okay, it's a lot better. I thought it was just videos he was shooting with his iPhone. If you play Magic. Like, like Solitaire. Style. Yeah, and I was like, no one's going to watch that. No, this is me playing the game online and recording okay. my screen. Kind of like a Twitch. Like, you know. Right. And the goal, if, if, if I have a goal at all, that... If in a perfect world I would eventually be able to get to Twitch, but I need you know I need to generate some sort of following first. Well, I'm gonna go there. I'm not. Harass. I'm not saying that's gonna happen, but you know. Oh no, we could definitely get in. Like we go down his thing, and me, you can be like the antagonist and protagonist in the comments. But you can gotta... you can get on there and subscribe. Which will help me. Um, you don't have to watch every video I put out. I'm not asking that. Oh, sure. We're, we'll subscribe Which, to him, but me and you are going to go head-to-head -head in the comment section. Just, right? just you know, give it a watch. Um, I'll appreciate anything do I can get. Do you do commentary during this? Yes. I try to explain, you know, my thought process and, and the decisions I make. Is and again, I'm not the best. This? He's ignoring everybody. Yes and no. Um, <laughs> Well, what do you mean, yes, no? I support him fully. You came up with this idea? I'm sorry? It's a good idea. You came up with this idea? No. Listen. That's something I've wanted to do for Listen. a long time. All of us here at the table, and by all of us, I mean me and Russell, we are creators. We, we put what what we are attempting through both this podcast and our own YouTube videos is to help make the world a magical place. I'm doing it through... Magical place. What's wrong with the magical well, place? What do I, how do I search for this? You go to YouTube. Yeah. He's, at, he's on it. All right. All right. I'm on here. it. Now, here we go. What am I supposed to do now? You're going to search for Lousy Drafter. L-O-U-S-Y. That's the name of your homebrew. Oh. Okay. I don't homebrew that much anymore. Well, I'm just saying. It's a good one. Anyway. And you can have your labels look like magic cards. Sorry. Because, you, can, you can sell it in tournaments. Because my favorite format of playing magic is when we do a draft, which is where you pick one card from each pack and pass it along to the next guy. So you'll see me doing magic online drafts. These things, this one and it's an hour and ten minutes long. Uh, well, it's not going to be like five minutes, dude. I said you don't have to watch it. Yep, those are them. Anyway, go to YouTube, search for Lousy Drafter. I'm sorry for the crappy like icon I have. Oh, wow, this one has yeah, si this one has bad. 63 views. Oh, I had. What, um, it's a moon. Wait, wait, wait. The how many videos you got here? Well, I am officially subscribed. Thank you very much. 
The latest set that had come out is called Eldritch Moon. So all of my Eldritch Moon drafts have a moon uh, thumbnail. Let's see. When the next set comes up. this was nerdy. I never said it wasn't nerdy. (laughs) You expressed doubt that you could do it or not within the geek topic. Now listen, all three of us can't be on the Wi-Fi looking at this YouTube video at the same time. (laughs) But anyway... Check it out again. I'm not lousy drafter on YouTube. I'm putting lousy these on my date mix. We <laughs> <laughs> get to the mood. Hey, we could have put on some lousy oh, drafter. Russell's got but a good voice. He Russell's does. soothing yeah. voice in the background. Yeah. He's, got, he's got a good uh, voice. Got a, you should narrate his dates. I've you will it. see me make some great decisions in there, and you will see me make some horrible decisions. Uh, as you can see, I have two swamps, and I'm going to turn those and I'm going to play Elder Plane Walker Five. <laughs> Like, uh, anyway, that's my Undergarments will not be needed for the listening of that. <laughs> I only listen to Lousy Drafter in the nude. <laughs> <laughs> You're not nude when it starts, you'll be nude when it ends. <laughs> that sexy uh, radio voice. <laughs> Alright, let's, let's move on to a wild card. Well, let's save that for now. Let's do headlines. Do we see you at all? No. I guess that you're not recording. You're just recording the video right. of the computer program. Oh, well, that'd be great, though. If, if, if I ever got to quit Twitch, I would incorporate the webcam. But that's a long, long way down the road. Headlines. Uh, what we got? I got something as host. What What do y'all think about this ridiculous big stake about that football player? Not standing up for that. Colin Ka- is it Kaepernick? Yeah. Kaepernick. San Francisco 49er. I think... Uh, I not, think we got a good mix. We got a we got a preacher, a, a vet, an old guy, and me. Well, so. the old guy is a 49er fan. Oh, hey, hey, oh see hey, that's, oh. A, that's a it's like onions layers. Uh, I, I can't can It would be suspected that I would have the strongest response to this. So can I go first? Yeah, and y'all sure. can y'all can y'all can numb it down from there. Uh, just I'll explain the situation real quick. Let you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Basically, he didn't stand up for the National Anthem during a preseason football game uh, protest. Uh, not, it wasn't really associated with Black Lives Matter, but it was kind of uh, to... Uh, the cultural climate of this country. Yes. Fair enough, you know. You know, kind of say until I don't want to stand up for America because America's not standing up for my, you know, people. Go rough. Um... Uh, you know, there, there's a lot here. Honestly, could not care less. Could not care less. Okay, so a guy that makes, what, $119 million a year decides to sit down during the national anthem. Is he going to upset some people? Oh, you bet. Because there's a lot of people that don't make $119 million who do stand up for the national anthem. You bet. Um, but, you know, one of my friends, he really put it into perspective for me. He posted a picture, and it was kind of a meme, joking about, all right, so y'all get all excited about y'all's athletes. Here's your elected leaders. And it showed pictures of the uh, Congressional Hall and the mm-hmm. Senate. And you had, like, a sizable number of our U.S. Senators and U.S. Congressmen who decided to sit down for whatever reason. Maybe because they were busy or whatever. But they didn't even sit up for the Oath of Allegiance. Now, there's this big focus on it. During college, or I'm sorry, professional football games, but these were elected <laughs> officials, the people who are now, running our. Government. It was the Pledge of Allegiance, correct? Not the national anthem, right? 
Oh, no, no, no. I think it was a national anthem. Yeah. I'm sorry. Because I, I was thinking that they don't typically do Pledge of Allegiance. No, 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 no. It, w- it would have been the national yeah. anthem. But it, it was a similar thing where uh, when it showed the pictures from um, Congress is you had about half the people in the photo were sent up with their right hand over the heart. And you had a sizable number, and it actually named them out by name and state. <laughs> and I was like, "Woo, buddy! Somebody's getting called out." And uh, named out by uh, name and state which ones that they were from. I thought that was kind of interesting. But overall, could not care less. I don't even watch professional football. Mm. I watch college ball, and uh, you're not going to see that out of a Razorback. To be honest, every Razorback's going to ever. Always understand. My thing, I'll give my two cents to let Russell go. I, my thing is, I when I go to sporting event or anytime they have a national anthem, I stand up, I take my hat, but I don't put my hand on my heart. I never have. I think that's just it's really weird to pledge allegiance to something that doesn't even you know. It's I just don't do it. I, I sing the song, and I love the song, and I think America's got the best national anthem ever. I mean, you hear some other ones like, all right, national Rockets, anthem. Red Glare, oh. that is like boom, <laughs> yeah, you I know. Mean, but it's a personal choice. I haven't did that since I was twenty. You know, I'm like I don't feel comfortable pledging allegiance to like it's just it's mob mentality. You know, like, everybody get in line. You know, and if you don't get in line, it's kind of well, that's America. You're supposed to be free to do what you want to. If you want to sit down on the national anthem, sit down. You know, it's kind of the point where they can, you know, if you don't like that, you know, go to North Korea. Where if you don't stand up on the national anthem, you're probably going to go to jail. You know, something like that. But the thing is, we're all, I couldn't care less. I think they're just making a big deal to take it off. You know. Well, you know everything else. My here's here's my opinion of the matter. Um, we have a country where we get to more or less practice the faith you want to practice, have the values you want to have, we want to value, and a lot of the response to him is, "Oh, he's spitting on the image of all the men who fought for that flag." Mm-hmm. You know, but no, the reason, and I've heard a few veterans say this, come out and say, "No, the reason we died was so that he'd have the freedom to not do that." That's mm-hmm. a dictator country is yeah. to. Is to be required to pledge towards something that you don't believe in. Mm. His beliefs are his beliefs. We live in a great nation because we have those opportunities. Do I agree with what he did? I'm, I'm with y'all. I could care less whether he sat. Like you said, there's plenty. Go to any ball game and look at how many people are just there in the stands or in the snack line. Yeah, or I saw a good video up, of a bunch you know. of people in a beer line during the national anthem. And it said, Does this mean you're still American? Because <laughs> there's just people in line to get beer on the national Yeah, anthem. exactly. So I was like, the, mm, the, like act, the act of sitting out the anthem, the, the physical act, is meaningless yeah. because people are oblivious to it 90% of the time at a lot of sporting events. But. His reason for it was a declaration of his beliefs, and mm. we have a great nation because that's the core component of not just the Constitution, but the freedoms that we have is to be able to express your beliefs, mm. and, a, and that's a nonviolent means to do so. Yeah. He didn't burn it. He didn't have a video of him degrading the flag. He didn't have a big social media post about it. He just had a Sit down? No, not, you know, participate. Russell says 49ers fan. How do you feel about it? Well, my 49er fandom really has very little to do with this. And I'm going to try to make this <laughs> as quick as I can because I have a lot of thoughts on this. Oh. But not what you're thinking. Uh, number one, I'm as patriotic as the next guy. Mm-hmm. I, I stand up and put my hand over my heart, which I understand your reluctance to do so. Mm-hmm. That's fine. little tidbit. Did you know that before we put our hand over the heart, there was another? What? Thing that we did? Yes. <laughs> what? We raised our hand. Very similar to the Heil Hitler. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> and because of Hitler, we started putting our hand over our heart. I say we, we yeah. as a country. It was before we any of us were born. Hitler ruined this. A, yeah. It was the Roman salute. Yeah. So, you know, it's, there's, you know, I get it. It's a little, you know, yeah. Hitler youth type stuff. But, again, I'm as patriot, and one of my, one of my favorite book series when I was younger is a series called The Core, which was about some people in the Marine Corps, which isn't important, but... They got stranded like behind the lines in the Philippines in World War II. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite parts, and this is, I don't know, because I'm patriotic, I like this, or I like this, that makes me more patriotic. I don't know which <laughs> one, chicken or the egg. Um, they were stranded behind the enemy lines for a period of time. And then when they were finally rescued by a submarine off the coast of wherever they were in the Philippines, there was a flag flying on the submarine, and I remember one of the characters saying, and I'll never forget this, it's been 20 years since I've read this. He said he started crying and said, would you look at that flag? <laughs> and he was just, I mean, just the sight of the flag alone just, you yeah. know, brought him to tears, and it just, I don't know, that just stuck with me. So, uh, you know, hugely patriotic. But I'm going to echo what I guess pretty much all of y'all have said, is I could care less. Number one, he did it. Kind of for a reason. And like you say, most people do it because they're in line to get beer. Um, <laughs> yeah. Number two, what Billy said, that's kind of the backbone of our country is you have the freedom to do what you want to do. That's what our country was based on. Look at the Bill of Rights, freedom of the press, freedom of assembly, freedom of religion. That's why we're here is so we can do what we want to do. So... Yes, at a football game, anywhere the National Anthem is played, I'm going to stand up, put my hand over my heart, and I'm going to very softly sing. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't have a voice. You know, if I could sing, I would be belting it out. Just because I am very patriotic. I love our country, and I understand how fortunate. It's not perfect, but I understand how fortunate I am that I was born in this country. Because people that weren't, they have so much more than what we do. Uh, and the last thing I will add, just really quickly, is the flip side of all I mean, Have you seen the video of the uh, pole vaulter from the Olympics? The one that's Anybody? being knocked off the stick? No. Close, oh, but not quite. <clears throat> that was a thing. There was an I'm American right. uh, pole vaulter who I believe this was in practice, but he was out there. He was practicing for his pole vaults. Mine now even been pole vault. Yeah, it was. Whatever the event was, he is an ROTC cadet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, while he was in practice, there was another medal ceremony for another event taking place that an American had won. And of course, when you win gold, yeah, yeah, you're they play you now. So he's running down the runway with his pole vault in his hand. He hears the national anthem start playing in the background of, for whatever medal ceremony. And in the middle of his run, he just stops dropped his, sit, his stick, and looks around trying to find what's going on and just stands at attention because that's apparently what you're supposed to do if you can't see a flag. I mean, you're, um, you're supposed to salute yes, the flag or whatever. I, if you, you just are, stand if at you've attention. sworn the oath of allegiance and you are someone who is in uniform, that is, you are a service member, and someone in ROTC would fall within that category, all right, if you hear the national anthem, you stop whatever it is you're doing all right, you can't see a flag. You turn toward where why, the sound why, is coming. Why from. isn't ISIS utilizing this technology? <laughs> right, <laughs> just build the national. Anyway, it's the flip side of the Kaepernick thing. And I'm, the, I'm but kidding, the thing obviously. is, 
Each of those individuals have as much right to do whatever they did, whatever their response to is a national anthem, mm-hmm. as anybody else. So again, me, I'm going to stand up and put my hand over my heart. Colin Gabnick, if he wants to sit down, whether it's for Black Lives Matter or whatever, even though my opinion on Black Lives Matter is another story, but you know, more power to him. I mean, it's, it doesn't. There's no skin off my nose. I can't. I don't know of another way to put it. And it, I know I talked kind of, tried to get everything in there. So I'm hard. Sorry if that was hard to understand. Because <laughs> I'm. I know, I know I mumble a lot, but. No, no, it's pretty good. If you ever want to see something interesting, I mean, I was a part of that culture, so I, I kind of understand it. But if I hadn't been a part of it, I've been kind of surprised. Um, go to a military base sometime around, say. 5 o'clock, or whenever that duty day ends, or whenever they sound taps, okay? And at the end of our duty day at Fort Bragg, and Fort Bragg has over 52,000 military people there at that base. It's the largest base in the United States military, period. 52,000, okay? And at 5 o'clock, when they play, you know, when they play the bugle sound, I don't care if you're in your car at an intersection and the light is green. People will slam their car and park. And then they will undo their seatbelt, open their car door, get out of their car, turn towards the sound, snap a clean salute. And so you look out there, cars are stopped in the middle of the roadway, and folks are stamping a salute. Alright, because it gives you an idea of how much this matters to them. How much, how central it is, not just to this thing that they're attached to, but their very being, their identity. And uh, so, yeah, as a veteran, it matters to us. It matters to me. Yeah. Okay. But if you decide not to do it, that's you, man. Well, I I will say the, the counter to that is... In a lot of countries, if you don't pledge to the flag or to the leader, that's a death sentence. They will they will drag you out in the street and kill you there on the spot. There's a lot of dictatorships. And some of the, the notions, that's the response to Collins' actions, were kind of that. People were dragging into the social media streets, as it were, and crucifying him electronically by degrading his choices or whatever. And so I get... I get the allegiances. I really do. It, we belong to this country. You're a patriot. But I also agree with deciding that you're going to use a, a public forum like now the regulations, the rules, whatever, of the, the game and of that being the right setting. But the fact that he chose to take a public... He knew what he was doing. He knew when he sat down what was going to become of that. And I think that it's a, it's a good way to do it that a lot of people need to take when people have issues, they usually don't express those issues in a way that meshes well with the world, or is appropriate time, or is beneficial, or is effective. And he, he has been well worded in his defense mm-hmm. of his actions. Yes, I'm going to give him that. Well, not only that, but he chose that he chose a good public forum to do so. He sat down. Like I said, it wasn't a, a racist tweet that he sent out on a Friday night or like that. It was a public stand, and it was a, this is what my belief is. I'm going to sit down for it. I know what the consequences are. I'm willing to accept the consequences. And it's, 
it was a regardless of whether or not you believe he did it, it was a mature move. As far as a lot of the options. Do you want to hear watch the Chargers 49ers game and the pregame show that was put on by the Chargers though? Mm-hmm. Apparently during the pregame for the Chargers, they went above and beyond to show that they were patriotic. They had all kinds of service members roll out like this crazy large flag. The national anthem was sung uh, was sung by a service member. It was a big thing. They wanted to and there's a lot of memes about this, but my favorite meme I've seen thus far was the picture from Django Unchained. And uh, it was a picture of Leonardo and his character smoking a pipe and looking and said something about NFL lo- NFL owners looking at their players during the national <laughs> anthem. And I was like, <gasps> it went there. <laughs> see, I do want to make a point, though, because like, I know I kind of think I came off unpatriotic. I'm not as patriotic as y'all, but I still, me and Rob have been to plenty of historical places, and you do get chills, you know, like, but, you know, you go World War II sites and stuff, you know, like, I get it, like, it does, you know, that makes me feel proud that I was part of my country in this war, so, you know, we're on the battleships and stuff, you know, my thing more goes towards political stuff, and I kind of, and, you know, I'm real, I I wouldn't diss on you, man. Yeah, I kind of listen to punk rock and stuff, you know, and, like, I associate more, like, that Pledge of Allegiance stuff, you know, with government, you know, and kind of just one-minded, you know, this, and that's kind of the reason I don't do it, but at the same time, I don't think I'm unpatriotic, I mean, well, well, and that's kind of the point I was was sitting here waiting to get to, is we all have this picture in our mind of what it means, and I'm just as guilty, of what it means to be patriotic, Mm -hmm. but what people don't, or a lot of people don't understand is just because you don't agree with something that your country does does not mean that you hate your country. Yeah. Correct. You know, and I, there's, there's a better way for me to say that, and I can't I can't think of what it is right now, but um, just because you don't stand up and put your hand over your heart, for example, mm-hmm. or, you know, like Colin Kaepernick, you sit down and do whatever. If you're playing Parcheesi while the National Anthem is playing, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't mean that you don't love your country. It just, it's, I don't know, I... I I can't put this in the words. I'm actually thinking, I don't even remember the last time I've been at an event where they sang the National Anthem. Because I don't go to football games or anything. Yeah, that's what I go to a lot of football games. I I I have a friend I served with, and he was our company medic. And he posted to uh, Task and Purpose as a comment. But his comment ended up being used as the headline for one of their next articles about uh, the support for Gary Johnson. Uh, that that's irrelevant to uh, our topic here, but his quote was: "He said, uh, I thought freedom was what we were fighting for.' Exactly. Mm-hmm. And he kind of put it just so succinctly. Mm-hmm. You know, as service members, I mean, yes, I swore an oath of allegiance to my country. That oath, when I, you swear an oath, it doesn't expire." It doesn't, just because I'm not in uniform anymore, it doesn't mean that the words that when I put my hand on my heart and I swore that oath of allegiance, that doesn't expire, okay? The things that I'm going to continue to do in life, I hope will reflect back on that oath, okay? Even though I'm not in uniform anymore. But a big idea behind that oath is so that people can practice their freedoms. Mm, right. And so, even though... I may not agree with his personal actions, and I think his arguments are valid, 
even if I don't disagree with it, that is well within his right of expression, guaranteed within that First Amendment. That's a freedom that's guaranteed, between, I mean, with our U.S. Constitution. Well, so and I think right part of the problem is, we're good, because um, I really like this discussion, and but part of the problem is our all-or-nothing culture. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Mom mentality? Yeah. If, if, if you disagree with me, then... I think you're wrong, and therefore you're evil. And yeah. the, the, the best example of that is politics. Yeah. Republicans, if, if, if they find out you're a Democrat and vice versa, you know, you're evil, you're wrong, you're, you're not, you're inhuman, yeah. or below being human. And a good example, or not a good, a very minor example of that is the last presidential election, I was a lot more involved kind of publicly in professing my beliefs. And this one, I'm kind of taking a step back because... Yeah. I do not have a horse in this race at all. (laughs) And the more they talk, the less I have a horse in this race. But the last time, I was clearly on one side. And I'm not going to say what side that was. But Can you say it off the air? On Facebook, yes. On Facebook, (laughs) I had a friend from high school that I had not seen in since 20 years, since high school. I've not seen this girl. Um, She was very clearly on the other side. And she was posting a lot of stuff supporting her side. And I would post three or four over the course of the campaign supporting my side. And she unfriended me, and that has to be the only reason. Because that's the only thing, we had no direct contact once we became Facebook friends. Which, you know, is fine. Whatever. You weren't part of my life anyway. The only problem is her sister's kind of hot. And <laughs> they were ripped in that. I, I used to go out with her sister, and I kind of would be interested in, you know. But anyway, uh... That's the only downside to that. Um, we don't know how to have a civil exchange. Debate debate clubs had an important place in teaching people how to present views back and forth. But then what ended up happening with debate clubs also helped reinforce the idea that there's A and there's B, mm-hmm. and there's only A or B. You don't get to stand there and agree with both sides. You have to take a side. If we live in a debate club culture where... Even if I'm not right, even if there's some part of me that says, yeah, but I believe it's not really the right way to do it, but I don't want to lose because yeah. I got that debate club mentality. Even if I know that the side I'm on is the wrong side, I want to win. Mm-hmm. Because by God, and that's what I talk about with the vote. There's a lot of people out there, believe it or not, who will vote for the president they think is going to win because they want a winning vote. They'll go in there not caring, not agreeing with Trump or Hillary or whoever, but they're, like, they're going to win, so I'm going to vote for them because I don't want to be a loser. Yeah. And unfortunately, that is a mentality a lot of people are having these days of, of taking a side, realizing they're on the wrong side, but not wanting to be, and I'm using big, huge air quotes here, but a loser, and they want to win, 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 I think win. Also, I vote for winners. I, say, yeah, also, yeah. I hate that. I, hate I vote that. for a winners. A big yeah. problem I have, I mean, even with going back to the Pledge of thing, is like, Misinformation. Yeah. There oh, is yeah. so much misinformation, oh. and people do not fact check. No, anything. they don't know how to fact. There, there should be a high school class, and that's what I've been saying for the one, the greatest class I took in college was an OT school, and it was research methods. It was being able to understand if you read an article, how to fact check it, make sure it's not biased. Ninety nine percent of every article I see on Facebook is false. Yeah. No. Absolutely. It, and here's the troubling: half of those are obvious satire articles that the poster doesn't know is satire, that they think is true. Here's my thing, and I'm not saying all the huge media things are absolutely 100% true, 
But I am way more able to believe a story coming out that's got the, uh, you know, the web address as CNN.com, you know, BBC.com, than I am... Right, you know, right wing supporters dot org, yeah, know, slash Canada, you know, yeah. like, like, I, I'm just like, you know, because, but well, you know, I found this on there, and I'm like, what does the I'm always like, what does the uh, if, if you know, somebody posts up and I see it's just some janky crazy, and I understand blog, at blogpost.com yeah, or blog, something, but like, yeah. you know, I understand there's things called the underground network, you know, but that stuff. That stuff's not fat check like right. it is, you know, like main. I mean, yes, I'm sure mainstream TV lies this all the time. Well, I, I had, get that argument too, but I'm just saying overall, that's a good place to start. I had know? a Facebook friend the other day. He posted this. Um, it was he knew it was satire. I knew it was satire. It was a satirical article, and it was funny. But then in the comments, there's just heated debate, getting to a point of a mean debate. Between people who don't understand that it's not yeah. true and that it's satire, and it's kind of back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, and now there's this huge, angry, almost verbally violent exchange <laughs> over a fake news story. Like yeah. that did not happen. Well, you're talking about fact checking, and I won't go into it because I know we need to move on. But um, I got one other headline. Do the more research on the Reddit witch hunt after the Boston bombing. It is horrible. I mean, people. They jump on a bandwagon without knowing all the facts, and people get hurt because yeah. of it. Yeah. I'm and hoping it's not, it's not pretty at all. To kind of talk about the internet, I'm hoping we're getting to a point where 15 years ago, if you went online and you looked up skin cancer, the research results are going to be factual information about skin cancer. Mm. But now if you do it, whether it's skin cancer, whatever, Boston bombings, whatever the case, what you're going to get is... One of the ten opinion. is going to be it's that, gonna be all and it's going to be opinion piece. It's <laughs> yeah. going to be oh, look at this home remedy that cures it or whatever. <laughs> and you're, there's no valuable information. And the other thing of the internet, a lot of people don't understand to this date. You make a website, you put a blog post, it stays there. Forever. That person yeah. can be dead for twenty years, and it's going to be there. <laughs> it can be invalid. It can be disproven, yeah. and it's going to be there. But I'm really hoping that within the next decade or two. The internet's going to kind of work its way back around and be more factual. And opinions have purpose. I'm not dis- dismissing opinion pieces. But the fact when people can just get on, not even opinions, just make up stuff. Well, real quick, I'm going to let you go there. But I was going to say, good example. Some uh, older lady, she posted a picture and said, I bet you're too scared to share this picture of Jesus. It was a picture of Eva uh, McGregor dressed up as Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I didn't. I just said, I said... I was just letting you know this is actually a picture of Ewan McGregor dressed up from Star Wars as Obi-Wan Kenobi because I just thought she, you know, because obviously she's old. Yeah. She didn't know. Yeah, she doesn't, I mean, she didn't see the movie, so she doesn't know that's an actor. Right. Right. And so, left at that. I just didn't want to embarrass herself, you know. Some guy comes on there and he just blows me up. He said, he goes, yeah, because we know that. And he's like, but you know, no one knows what Jesus looks like. You know, this is just a representation of him, so you shouldn't be coming. I was like, Dude, I, and all I put at the bottom of that, I just said, dude, just let you know, that's a Jedi Knight. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the pictures of Charles Manson and people think that's yeah. Jesus? Yeah. I saw one of those in a nursing home behind the front desk. I'm like, oh, I want to tell y'all so bad, but I'm going to let you have it. Right. That's not Jesus. so much of that. But speak, speaking of, go ahead, go to your speaking of people who look like something that there's not, do you know the story of Sean Miller? 
with anybody familiar with Sean Miller. The name sounds really Sean familiar. Miller was a drug runner in Massachusetts. He was one of the largest heroin distribution networks in really? Massachusetts. Okay. Um, the police had a joint stakeout there at his mother's house, waiting to see him entering and exiting the house. They never thought to arrest the old man that they saw coming in and out until they noticed him toting $10,000 in cash. They proceeded to arrest the old man to bring him in for questioning when they found out that it was indeed the 31-year-old Sean Miller in a mask. <laughs> I'm showing y'all, it's really hard to do it. This is Sean Miller. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. Yeah. That's Sean Miller on the mask. Okay. Um, goodness gracious, I lost the article. My phone's shebang. Anyways, he was basically wearing a very, very realistic... Okay, Rob Russell. Here's Sean Miller. 31-year-old Sean Miller. Gotcha. Drug runner. There he is in a mask. Okay. Okay. Here is that mask. Okay. I want, I want the listeners to imagine a Scooby-Doo villain... <laughs> Where Velma, Freddie, I guess it was always Freddie, rips off, that is almost literally what this guy is. It's a very realistic mask with the age spots and the facial hair. But just, the police, think, um, just think Johnny Knoxville, bad grandpa. grandpa. Okay, yeah, there you go. And it's just, and the police are saying, you know, we've, we've never seen this level of, you know, and it's it's a funny story. The picture they have on, on Cracked here is, is literally Freddie yanking the, the mask off the guy. But, uh, yeah. Uh, it, it, it's pretty funny. Um, I guess we're going to wild cards now. Yeah, wild cards. Each read one? Yeah, we'll just make it short. Yeah, each read one, just open it up. Not everybody has to answer. You want me to? You, I'll let you go first. If you were going to rob a bank, who would you want to be your accomplice? Daniel from Redwater. Thank you, Daniel, for submitting <laughs> your question. Good job. Who would you want to be your accomplice in a bank robbery? Not, uh... Not the Joker from The Dark Knight. No. Mm -hmm. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler would be good. Because he can tell... He's a mutant. He's an X-Men. He can teleport. Mm. Bamf in, bamf out. Who is... What's the character that, um... Kitty Pride? Yep. Yeah, no, I'll take that Thank back. Thank you for... Yeah. <laughs> Kitty Pryde. You're right there with me. Ellen Page. <laughs> she, she, she's yeah. better looking than Nightcrawler. <laughs> Walk through walls. Hmm. I don't know, man. As far as like bank robbers and stuff go, who would make a good bank robber? I'm going to say... I'm going to pick Adele. Stay with me. Because I could get Adele into the bank and she could give a private concert over on the left side of the bank and then I could just take all the money out of the cash store. That's one way to look there. at it, yeah. Yeah, yeah there you go. Because nobody's going to give a shit if I'm, you know... Yeah? I choose Adele. <laughs> <laughs> Do that to be real people? I'm going to go with... I hope not, because mine's fictional. <laughs> Mine is... Uh, I can't think of her name. I can, I can remember is Honey Bunny from Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, she I was ruthless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, you do your thing, I'm going to go get the money. Yeah. She'll, she'll work crowd control. Yeah. And she'll be dang good at it. So, yeah. Rob, you got to pick. I'm going to go with Pretty Boy Floyd. The uh, monster? Yeah. Well, Pretty Boy Floyd was not just a mobster, okay? If you recall... What's our, our favorite folk singer? Big influencer of Bob Dylan. What's his name? Uh, uh, Woody Guthrie. Woody Guthrie. Woody Guthrie's song, Pretty Boy Floyd. 
he paints Pretty Boy Floyd, and Pretty Boy Floyd, he kind of had, he had a big following amongst common people, okay? Pretty Boy Floyd was a big guy during the Great Depression. And, uh, what was the line from the song for Woody Guthrie? He said, uh, uh some people rob you with a six gun, some people rob you with a pen. But I've never known. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, I, I've never known. Uh, a fellow with a six gun to rob you of your home. Yeah. yeah. And you think about during the Great Depression, all those, you know, banks going under and all the mortgages and all the homesteaders that lost their property and got ran out of their home. Yeah. It wasn't a guy with a six gun that was robbing banks. It was... The guy with a fountain pen, what he said. The guy with a fountain mm -hmm. pen. Yeah. And uh, pretty boy Floyd, like, uh, there would be times where he'd come and beg a meal and then leave Yeah, I don't know how good he'd do with a modern bank, though. Uh, well, a Tommy <laughs> gun with a hundred round drum clicks. And, you know, uh, that's yeah. true. All right, guys, here's the next question. You have to pick new parents. Go. New parents. New parents. Thomas and Martha Wayne. What, so they could die and you get their inheritance? That's jacked up, dude. I have no personal connection to the fi their fictional characters. No, I don't know, man. Uh, Rob, this, I think this is your question, buddy. You, you got an answer? Your new parents? Um, I'm going to go with... Um, I don't know. I don't it wouldn't be Walter and Skylar White, that's for sure. <laughs> no. Worst parents of the year. <laughs> Do they, are they have to be real people, or can they be fictional characters? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and leave it open. I, I think I'm going to go with, uh, and it's two different people. I like Teddy Roosevelt as a dad. Ooh. Uh, because Teddy Roosevelt, he was just Good such an, an interesting character. I mean, you remember the story from Presidential where... He was having like this professional meeting with his cabinet when his, his kids son come busting in with snakes, snakes in their pockets on roller skates, and he's like, "Bully for you," you know, and you know he's so excited. But you should probably take that in the other room, you know. And Teddy Roosevelt was just so high energy. And as far as a female goes, you know, I'm kind of torn on that one. I kind of really like. Uh, I think that was. My first thought. I feel like it'd probably be a dysfunctional marriage between the two, <laughs> but probably Eleanor Roosevelt. Mm. Yeah. I'm a big fan of her, um, but, but obviously I don't think Eleanor and Teddy would probably fit together very well. But Eleanor, uh, she was probably a little bit more proactive on citizens' rights and such things and the civil rights and everything that I think FDR was. Mm. And this is based on my listening of the Presidential Podcast. Again, you should check out Presidential. Very good podcast. But I think Eleanor and Teddy would be my, my folks. Re Roosevelt's. I'm going uh, gay marriage, two dads, Sammy Hagar and Jimmy Buffett. Because I could inherit all that money, and basically all I do is drink beer on the beach all day. That sounds pretty <laughs> sweet. I kind of like that. I don't That's really nice. care for either one of their musics, but, you know, like, maybe I play in the band or something, you know. You got them? I'm going to miss and match all right. myself. Okay. My father would be uh, Professor Xavier Ooh. from the X-Men. Because he seems more, you know, Follow really me. supportive and... Very, you know, find your strength and develop your strengths and very 
Yeah, I don't know how supportive Sammy Hagar is going to be. Uh, my mother would be Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. That's a good pick for oh, the mother. Oh, that's good. I think Joey, so far, most dysfunctional child. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I'm saying as an adult, like, you know, I don't really need parents now. I mean, I'm but no, no, no. I mean, but like, you're not you're picking just... parents for you now. You're picking parents to raise you from an infant. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I bet I had a pretty sweet childhood, though. Uh, I've been riddled with drug addiction, but... I went mean, <laughs> boarding school. Yeah, you've been pretty dysfunctional, I think, overall. The, but Richie Rich's parents. Just like Richie Rich. all money, huh? Just all money. No, I, I really do. And I, I told Ru- I snuck Russell this one, but Martha and Jonathan Kent. Superman's adopted parents. Mm. Like they were Kent, parents? Like yeah. Kansas, as far as like fictional parents as go. As long as it's the comic book Kents and not, not the, the movie Steel Kents, <laughs> you're good. Well, yeah. even the parents from the Smallville series were pretty yeah. decent. Yeah, the Smallville were really good. But I was just thinking, like, you know, not a lot of comic book characters have living parents. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard to find any, actually. Um... Uh, but yeah, no, they always struck me as like the all-American, and of course that's where Superman gets his values, by having like the all-American family, you know, just Midwestern values, kind of. Alright, Rob, you want to get our next one? What song do you want played at your funeral? Mmm. I think for this one, uh, it was not to be like on the downer note, but it's a song that has special meaning in my family. Which would probably be uh, Man of Conquest Sorrow. Of the, uh, what is it? Oh, Brotherhood? Yeah. Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou soundtrack. Oh, but uh, Man of Conquest Sorrow, uh, that Conquest one was just Sorrow. a, it, it kind of, it hits a key within my family and uh, it was played at my dad's funeral, so I'd want it played at mine. Oh, it was. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, Go Rest High on That Mountain yeah. by Vince Gill and the O Brother Arthur's Man of Concert were two of the big hits. Now, Dad was also a big fan of Johnny Cash, so we played a lot of Johnny Cash here, too. Mine, um, I'm an old, old hymn fan as far as, uh, either I'll Fly Away or Will the Circle Be Unbroken. Both are Good. Will the Circle Be Unbroken. I've showed Kim. I, I, I do want it played at, at my funeral for sure. I'd like Wildwood Flower too, play. Wildwood Flower. Joe, you got any? I know I read the question, but I really don't. Well, okay, I do, but it's not something I could do. If 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 my family was removed from the situation, which they couldn't be, <laughs> but it's something that I would play. It would probably be the Balance of Souls. It would probably be their acoustic version of uh, uh, True Believer. Uh, um, Bully in the jukebox, just because that reminds me of most of my days. You know, like looking around punk music and taking over the bar, hanging out with friends. That's what the whole song's about. You know, that's probably something like that. All right, Rob, we have a very important task. Should Joey perish? Convince him to play that song. Oh yes, yeah, that'd be a toughie. <laughs> I don't know. We'll pull that one off. Yeah, but yeah, sure, we've got it. You'll never. Know. I'll sneak it in there. Yeah, I'll burn the CD. <laughs> Russ? I've got two. One is, uh, what's the name of Mansion Over the Hilltop? What's, yeah, yeah. Mansion Over the Hilltop. House of Gold would make another good um, one. Sorry. There's just something, no, there's, I, just, I just really like that song. Gold. And the other one is, um, <laughs> Victory in Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This has always been my favorite hymn. It was my mother's favorite hymn. 
He was played at her funeral. Yeah. And yeah, so it's a pagan here. No, no. no it's I mean, an unpatriotic pagan today. I'm, Great. I'm, the, the, here's the deal. There are ser- there are several songs that aren't like Christian hymns that I would want played at my funeral. Knocking on heaven's door. But Guns and Roses. <laughs> I can't wait for Rob's funeral. Everybody sitting I've around. Been to a funeral where that was played. <laughs> Everybody sitting around like, and Rob would like a special song played. <laughs> just, just. No, uh, speaking of which, my uh, girl I was in class with OTA school, she said, no joke, at her grandma's funeral, it was written in her will that when she died, she wanted another one by the plate of her funeral. And she said, you don't know how embarrassing it was when everybody's at like, this funeral home. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> go, grandma, go. Yeah. No, oh, th- there's just something about like old hymns that I don't know that they they have more, especially in that circumstance. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't want old hymns played at my wake per se, <laughs> but uh, you know I won't I won't in my will I'm gonna have it written that you have to pay the killers to come perform. But <laughs> yeah. um, other than that, uh, Russell, you got the last question. I do. All right. Uh, you have to give up one of these three things for the rest of your life. Oh Lord. Which do you pick? Your cell phone. The internet or sex? Oh, I guess that's easy. A cell phone. Yeah. If I still have internet. Yeah. At first, I was like, "Ooh, internet or sex?" Like that's a tough one. Now let's, let's make that interesting. Internet or sex? Uh, what would you rather go up? Internet. <laughs> I I. I think like it depends. It, here, here, here's the here's the defense. Here's my defense here. If it's like removed from like a an omniscient force, there's there's no more internet for you. There's no chance of it. Then yeah, like if I know there's no chance of the internet, if I forget about the internet, if it's not like I don't know people constantly get on the internet. Like, can I use your computer? No, you can't. You know, like I don't want to be removed from either one of those things. If like I continue to see it happening for other people, does that make sense? Well, see, you got to think about sex and sex, but internet, everything I do, man. <laughs> Netflix, porn, that's I'm video t- games. I'm tempted yeah. to say sex. Yeah. I like video games. I, mean, okay. I have an addendum question. You I mean, because, I mean, to be delicate about it, you can take care of, like, the physical <laughs> exactly. needs part of it. You can. And, and you still got internet yeah. to do everything else. Exactly. Whereas, if you give up internet, you've got... The sex that takes you care of order, one thing. You could order a real doll from Taiwan from the internet. <laughs> I, uh, I may have to go with sex. Yeah, I know. I have too. I'm kind of leaning that way. Like, I, I'm as a single man, I may have to go with sex. Now, hold on. If we were going to give up one of those, if you're going to, I, I kind of changed in the format here a little bit. But if you thought giving up one of those things would make you a better person, which would it be? What do you mean? I'd still be the same one I, I picked. No, I'm saying if you thought if you could give up one of those things to make you a better person, which would it be? Oh, it'd probably be the internet. Cause the internet's got some terrible stuff. On <laughs> <laughs> you think the internet though? Yeah, as far as like better person, removing negativity and yeah. bad stuff from your life, internet likes to hand it to you on a silver platter. I yeah. agree. 
I think, if, yeah, if you could remove the internet from your life, it would force all your interactions with human beings to be much more personal. Yep. And you would have a better tie to your fellow humanity if you could just go ahead. As far as answering the original question, I'd give it my cell phone because 99% of the time I'm someplace where it doesn't have signal. Yeah. So I, I could, to I could do internet. without this. Yeah. I could do without the device if I still have my land. I mean, I've got a landline with a rotary dial that works like <laughs> 20 feet away. So uh, I'm not too dependent my on My PS4 does almost everything yeah. for me. <laughs> so. Right. Smart TVs. I mean, you got a computer, you could FaceTime on that thing. So, I don't all right, folks. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, Billy, do you want to sign us out? Yeah, y'all always make sure to subscribe, rate, and review to this awesome podcast that is a chance conversation. We are now available on Google Play as Ooh. well as Stitcher and SoundCloud. SoundCloud. No, SoundCloud. we're not on SoundCloud. Are we on oh, SoundCloud? I thought you said we were. I have not done anything on SoundCloud. I thought it was so. iTunes. iTunes, Stitcher. Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Yeah, Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. We'll get it figured out in a minute. Y'all can always feel free to shoot us an email at a chance conversation at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast ACC. And that's also our Twitter handle, at podcast ACC. Um, y'all can find us there at any time. Send us a request. Send us a uh, question, wild card question. If you have any of those, that's how you send it to us. Either through Twitter, email, or our Facebook. Check in at Facebook. We often have links and stuff to things that we talked about. I'd say often, every two weeks as we record, <laughs> we might post something. So y'all just bear in there. And uh, I will say, if someone forces you to give up your cell phone for the rest of your life, like we just talked about, you can always like directly stream the podcast from a chance conversation Yes. There our, our, our podcast hosting company, you can listen to it straight from there on any computer that has internet. Now, if internet has been taken away from you, you're pretty much out of luck. You're going to have to find somebody else that can download it. I don't know of any you other way. Visit, there's, no material, there's no material copies floating around out there. Um, so you just kind of, maybe we need to tape <laughs> it on cassette. Burn lots of cassettes. <laughs> <laughs> Still over the Walmart parking lot, two bucks pop. They have USB drives that look like cassettes. Ah, see, there you go. We can give it to you electronically that way. But guys, we really do appreciate all of y'all for listening to us, for sticking us out while we go through this transition. I know we went through kind of a hiatus, um, and if, if things continue to be a little spotty, just know that we're continuing to work out when we can meet. We don't want to give y'all uh, half, half. Half ever, like we did the last couple episodes. I mean, me and Russell, we we, we can run the boat, but uh, it's not the same without Joey and Rob. It's just not. We don't have those pretty faces to look at. I have to look at Russell's ugly mug. This is this is a lot better. God um, gave him a wonderful voice. He did not give him a pretty face. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> except for my except for my pretty blue eyes. You do have you do have gorgeous eyes. I mean, as a superhero, if you wore a mask with just the eyes. I don't know a lot of superhero that come. Like Deadpool, except you can see my eyes. Yeah, let's go with that. That fell apart. Anyways, guys, we do appreciate y'all for listening, and uh, we will talk to y'all again in a couple weeks. Thanks, guys. Arrivederci. You'll be a part of our chance conversation.